What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They're Terrified and Tipsy is brought to you by Slash and Cast. recording in person today Aww. but that's okay Aww. we're yeah. still recording and that's all that matters um <clears throat> would you like to tell the people why? why why what's happening why we can't record like in person you want to you want to tell them right because now because my house was contaminated with cooties <laughs> and it was better that courtney just stayed away from all the cooties yeah i don't i don't want your cooties i actually you have plenty of your own cooties it. you know i know i'm like well i mean I've been sick recently, so I'm like, well, maybe maybe I've got some antibodies. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to come over, and I was just going to bite the bullet and do it, but It's I probably thought, bad that you didn't. It's not necessary. I mean, there's others that I could affect in my household, so that's mm. – I don't mm-hmm. want to deal with that. Really. Understandable. That's very selfless of you. <laughs> <laughs> I am a selfless person, if you haven't noticed already. Okay. Oh, I, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> So, uh, what did we watch? So, we watched another funny horror movie spoof. You know, I'm still, spoof? still waiting for the scary ones. It's fine. I'll wait. I'll be I patient. think this is Dustin's way of fucking with me, to be honest, because I really think that we've got some real, real killer <laughs> movies in here that are going to really fuck me up. This so, he's season. trying to get you comfortable? Yeah, I think he's trickering me to be like, we're starting off way too easy, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to get slammed pretty soon i'm sure and i'll be like oh damn it dustin you know <laughs> so i'm gonna take advantage of it while i can because i think it's gonna be very short-lived okay i'll take it we watched the final girls from 2015 we did we did what'd watch you, it what'd you think of it i i liked it okay for what it was uh-huh. i think it had a really good plot for you know a group of kids being in a horror movie in an old horror movie in 1980 when they're not in the eighties. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot. We're going to unpack it. We're going to unpack it. There's a lot to unpack. It's, you know, it's what it is. Uh It was cute. Okay. I might have teared up. I don't know. It's I did too. So hard (sighs) not to. It was very heartfelt. It was very sweet. 
I think that um, says a lot about the movie, though. I think because and, it, and for you to get welled up during it, too. I know, right? That's pretty good. Yeah. I can be a marshmallow sometimes. <laughs> um, no surprise over here, but I really liked the movie, of course. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. I was very entertained. It had great one-liners. Oh, yeah. Um, just a lot of random shit, just silliness. And I thought it was funny. And I did think it was very sweet at times too. Just sad. And I was like, cut it out movie. I know it had a lot. It was all, it it brought in a lot of different emotions (laughs) for sure. For sure. I liked it. All right. Before we hop in, should we chat about a couple things? Uh, I'd love to. Obviously. Right. Right. (laughs) All right, friends, obviously tipsypod.com let's be real i say the same thing every time tipsypod.com everything for our show is on there you can find ways to support our show if you want to buy some tipsypod swag you can go to tipsypod.com shop and it takes you right to our merch section you want to get yourself a shirt i've been contemplating buying my baby a i might be a gremlin onesie recently uh, so no. i might do that i mean she, she kind of might, might be she might be a gremlin well i mean we've determined that you probably are a gremlin so i yeah. mean the fact that she might be one it's probably legit she, she didn't stand a chance i guess so. no she didn't all right girlfriend's a gremlin <laughs> uh, you can also find all of our social media on there facebook, facebook instagram, instagram tiktok, TikTok twitter, twitter youtube yay <laughs> So follow us on all of those. You just get all types of random shit on there. We also have a Facebook group. So join the Facebook group because we have a lot more kind of more interactive chatting and meme sharing on there that we don't have on our regular Facebook page. Also, check out our Patreon. Patreon. Thank you, Courtney. We've got four tiers on our Patreon. Which is so exciting. Very exciting. And at the $7 level, you get everything. So seven bucks a month, you get ad-free episodes, you get episodes day before everybody else, you get to suggest and vote on what Patreon episode we watch each month. So that's exciting. Yeah. And then if you are a patron at the seven dollar level for one full month, you get a free mug and you get to pick the design you want and we send you a mug. That's pretty cool. I mean, I like that. Right? Right. <laughs> so join our Patreon. All right, should we hop in? I think we should. Okay. So let's see one of this whole tangent about voting for episodes with our patrons. If you're one of our patrons, you can vote for episodes. Of course, this happens to be a Patreon pick. Yes, it is. And I just want to say I am more impressed that it's not an 80s horror movie. And well, well, that makes me very happy. Well, it does flash back to the eighties at it for majority of the movie. Yeah, and so I mean, this is kind of an eighties movie. Yeah, Spoof. but the graphics weren't, so that's the best part. That's true, and it, <laughs> and it was only an hour and a half, and which made me great. Happy. You know, I yes. love that. Would you like to hear the IMDb synopsis for it? A young woman grieving the loss of her mother, a famous scream queen from the 1980s, finds herself pulled into the world of her mom's most famous movie, Reunited the Women Must Fight Off the Film's Maniacal Killer. Reunited and it feels so good. It's it it did and it was sad. It was it was so sad. When she sees her mom, she gets all welled up and I'm like Cut it I'm out. I'm getting welled up. Cut it out. Oh. It was when they were in the van and they turned around and she turned. I'm like, oh. She was getting teary eyed. Mm. Okay, we'll get yeah. there. We'll get there. We'll get there. 
Okay, let's get started. So uh, we start with a trailer of an old movie. It's called Camp okay. Bloodbath. It's in like mm-hmm. 1989, I think. Not, yeah, in the 80s. So the narrator is talking about Camp Bluefinch, which mm-hmm. Camp Bluefinch, do we, where did we get that? I don't, my- I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. He says that this is where romance in the sun can turn deadly. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the logo, is it like a logo, the slogan, the catchphrase, I guess, for the movie is my favorite part. It says, They won't be singing Kumbaya. They'll be screaming Kumbano. They like literally showed every single 1980s <laughs> movies cliches. In this Camp Bloodbath movie. Like, literally, yeah. they showed clips of, like, running upstairs, getting Absolutely. running into the woods, getting mm-hmm. killed, yep. uh, girls taking off their shirts, wearing white Strip shirts. Like Absolutely. Every single one of them. People hooking up. It's just basically the cliche things that get you killed in 80s serial killer movies. It's fine. Which I hate every single one of them. So, <laughs> here we go. So the camera pans out and we see our first character named Max. She Mm -hmm. is watching this trailer on her phone. She's sitting in a car. She's in the passenger seat. And when she looks down at the floorboards, like right at her feet, she picks up like one of the headshots of who we find out is her mom. Her name is Amanda, Mm -hmm. who is... she was One of the actresses. Yeah, she Mm -hmm. was one of the actresses in Camp Bloodbath. Mm Mm-hmm. So then we see Amanda coming out of this building. She's smoking a cigarette, not looking really happy. She gets in the car and says that, you know, they recognized her, but not for, you know, the other roles that she had done after Camp Bloodbath. Right. They actually noticed her from that 1980s movie, which she was really frustrated by it. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like, I'm never going to get away from this movie. It was basically, she felt like it was her downfall. Sure. Which I feel so sad for her. Mm-hmm. On the car ride to Mel's, which I guess the diner, maybe I think it was a diner okay. or a place to eat. I think that's what I assumed. I assumed it was because I was thinking, oh, Mel's, I could go for a milkshake. So that kind of like triggered. Yeah, Mel's. it's funny because I was like, oh, a diner. Oh, I'd love to go to a diner. Right? Want to eat like breakfast whenever I want and get a shake? That's all yeah, I want. That's all yeah, that's all I want. So Max starts talking about money that they owe the electric company, but Amanda basically ignores everything that is coming out of her mouth. And she starts talking about this guy named Frank who wants to take her to Palm Springs that next weekend. (laughs) Max isn't a fan of this guy and Uh wants to figure out where they're going to get the money to pay these bills. Like she's, she's the adult in the situation. Yeah. (laughs) Amanda gets this like evil smile on her face as she rolls down the window rips the bills out of Max's hands and throws them out of the car window. Right. It's your judgment call, but okay. I Right? I just, you don't know what's in those bills. What if it's a check? What if they're trying to give you money? Like, what if you overpaid? Way too much information out there for anybody to just pick up off the street. I just, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. So Max freaks out. Amanda starts car dancing. And you know what car dancing is because Uh I've seen you do it. 100%. and they both start like silent singing to the music that's on the radio, which I thought was kind of cute. Betty Davis eyes. Betty Davis eyes. <laughs> that's their song. It is so cute. Sweet. Now, by accident, Max ends up dropping. I don't know. Was it her coffee onto the I think floorboards? So. Okay, it was, yeah. some, it was some kind of drink that she had in her hands onto the floorboards where the headshots were uh, for Amanda. And Amanda starts freaking out. Then quickly, 
she gets like her butt of the car gets like rear-ended. Yeah. The car starts rolling over and over and over again. And then it ends up like upside down in the middle of an intersection. There's yeah. nobody on the road. So no. is there anybody in this town? It wasn't that late, right? They're in LA. I would imagine it'd be a lot of people in there, but just, it did hit this like road close or road construction sign or something like that. So maybe it was like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But that car rolled a fuck ton. I mean, yeah. I think it rolling just getting hit like that is not really possible, but <laughs> it rolled a lot. There was some force. <laughs> But this car got hit and it kept rolling and rolling and rolling and it landed like just on its roof. And oh. I was like, oh no, we and know what's happening here. I know. And then that was the end of the scene. Don't look so good. No, we're at three years later now. Mm-hmm. We see Max waking up by her alarm clock. It looks like it's 2.15 in the afternoon. That's what right? I got too. Yeah, definitely afternoon. Okay. So she gets her shower. She gets dressed. She watches old movies of her and her mom until her Aunt Pearl calls her. That her friend Gertie is there to pick her up. Now, doesn't doesn't seem healthy. I mean, I don't want to like people grieve and mourn in their own ways. So I don't want to judge that. But it doesn't seem healthy that like three years later, she's watching these like home videos of her and her mom when she was little, like little kid, like five, maybe just like on repeat. That just doesn't seem like that's going to be the most effective for your mental health. I just... No, yeah, it's a but, lot. And then we we kind of find out in just a, in a few minutes, actually, that her friend goes to therapy, and it doesn't sound like Max really needs. It to Max know. does, so because yeah. she's kind of asking her about it. So I'm like, oh God, Max, you just need to go talk about it to somebody. Absolutely. So now in the car with her friend Gertie, they start talking about normal teenager stuff, boys, mm-hmm. school. They're gonna go meet another classmate. His name is Chris to go. Mm-hmm. He's gonna help Max with her class that she's struggling with. Apparently, she's possibly failing maybe yeah so it sounded like it sounds like a greek mythology class which i'm like is that necessary to graduate to have a greek mythology class that's okay. what i was thinking i'm like okay. i don't that's like a college course in my mind sure so when they get to this restaurant they start going over this greek mythology gertie you know asks if max wants to write some of this information down that chris is basically just divulging to her and he's like oh no 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 don't don't you don't worry about it you can copy off of me. You can take a copy of the notes that I've written. Oh. And then Gertie kind of like tilts her head a little bit. It has a little smirk on her face because I'm like, uh-huh. oh, she, she knows. She knows he like her. Oh, absolutely. So then Duncan, Gertie's stepbrother, uh, <laughs> busts through the door of this restaurant, makes himself at home in their booth. Mm-hmm. Then he desperately wants Max to come to the movie, this double feature thing that's happening where the bathmaticians club, <laughs> um, where, you know, they're showing the Camp Bloodbath movies. I think it's like one and two. I guess there's two. Yeah. Of them. Duncan and his friends are like in this group because they're huge mega fans of this slasher movie. Yes. So he basically promised his friends that Nancy, the character in the movie, her daughter, who is Max, would make an appearance for this premiere in the theater. So he's trying to convince her to come. Max actually gets up to leave because she's like, I'm not coming. Like, it's not going to happen. I don't I don't want to do it. You can't make me do whatever. So she gets up to leave. Before, of course. Before she makes it to the door, Duncan says that he'll do all of her classic assignments for the entire rest of the year if she'll mm-hmm. go. So she stops in her tracks and she kind of like turns around. And She's then, like, hmm, okay. I know, right? Hmm, now we're talking. <laughs> she ends up agreeing because the next scene we see her like sitting, or I guess it was across the street from this. Oh, yeah, they're like at the corner or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's meeting Gertie that night to go to the theater together. And Gertie starts, you know, talking about how much she enjoyed watching Chris Google all over her today. <laughs> and then who shows up? 
Chris. Chris. He's, he's there. So Chris says he thought that Max may need some moral support there. So he just decided to come, you know, and be her support. He's sweet. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Gertie quickly excuses herself and says that, you know, she's going to go get some popcorn. Um, kind of leaves them too so they can talk. Yeah. So as they're making some small talk, Vicky, who is Chris's Ugh. ex, rolls up with her boyfriend Tyson. In the mm-hmm. She's the classic bitchy high school teenage character. Yeah. Classic. Mm-hmm. She's not nice. No, she's not. She acts surprised to see Chris there, but he kind of calls her out and asks <laughs> if she saw his Twitter post today because uh-huh. she says she doesn't stalk him on Twitter, but follows up with that she saw that he lost three friends today. <laughs> I'm like, girl, okay. And Chris is like, okay, Vicky. Uh-huh. Creeping everybody out a bit, Vicky. Yeah. So inside, Vicky is really flirting with Chris and is very mm-hmm. super inappropriate, asking, you know, if they are playing this movie because of the anniversary of Max's mom, like when she's mm-hmm. talking to her. And then as she decides to go with Chris to go get popcorn, she kind of like inserts herself and is like, I'll just go with you, Chris, and we'll go get some popcorn together. Next, yeah, I think they used to date. Chris and Vicky is, yes. I think, what she was going to that they used to date. And now she's, like, I guess, jealous that he's interested in Max. So she's trying to basically cock block and maybe get back in with Chris or just be an awful person either way. I mean, she doesn't, she's not a great person. So no, she's Gertie, not. And Gertie makes a fact to say to Max, you know, how horrible she is. And you uh-huh. know. she is the worst. She's like a living nightmare. Just whatever, just to kind of ignore her. So now the movie starts, as Bloodbath starts, Max smiles when she sees her mom on the screen. Oh my god, it was so sweet. So sweet. So Chris turns to her, asks if she's okay, which is Uh very sweet. Sure. So as the movie keeps playing, weird similarities start happening between the movie and then the people in the theater. Mm -hmm. So one being that a character in the movie and someone in the theater are both drinking, like Uh something. Like liquor, yeah. Yeah. So the guy in the theater ends up dropping the liquor bottle that he has. Mm -hmm. Then someone who is smoking drops an ash to the ground. It lights the entire alcoholic run through the the movie theater, like on fire. Like the whole thing goes on fire. Uh huh. The whole place is in flames at this point. Max was leaving actually when this was happening to go get some fresh air. But when she sees those flames, like basically that come out in front of her, she runs back to her friends and then right because she can't go anywhere. And then there's this character sitting behind them who's dressed as the serial killer. His name is Billy. Whatever. He has weird like mask on. Oh, the yeah. guy who's just the character is holding a machete because <laughs> the character holds a machete. And he drops it as he's trying to flee out of the movie theater. And then Max picks it up. And I'm thinking. Why and how the hell were you able to take a machete to a movie theater? Like, and it's not a plastic toy one because Max grabs it. Her and her friends are up to the screen and they're like, well, I think there's a, like an exit, emergency exit behind the screen. So she goes to take the machete and like cut like a slice in the screen so I can dive through it. And I'm like, that's a real, that's a real weapon. (laughs) Who the hell brought that? And which employee in the theater was like, yeah. You got a sharp weapon? Come on in. Like, what? Well, I mean, the guy had a full bottle of liquor as well. So, I mean, I don't think there's rules in this movie theater. That's a lot less harmful than the guy in the mask and the freaking machete. You know, I'm wondering, I wonder if they like rented this thing out, but it was like an old movie theater that they didn't use anymore, that they just did these. Maybe. I don't, I mean, that's the only way that you could do it. Otherwise, don't. I don't know. Come into a movie theater with a machete. Machete and booze welcome, apparently. (laughs) Oh, and smoking as well. We'll, we'll take oh, yeah, for sure. Do your thing. Yeah. <laughs>
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So they go through the screen, basically. Mm -hmm. And the next thing we know, Max is waking up in the woods, mm-hmm. in, in woods somewhere. So we have Chris, Vicky, Gertie, and Duncan who are it's there. It's like a technicolor kind of woods. It's not like a traditional, like, dark, gloomy woods. Like, it's overly colorful. It is bright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they look down the road and see a yellow bus, or not uh-huh. a bus, a van. Well, it is like a VW bus. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So it's coming down the road towards them. And they are seeing the first... We're not, I don't think they're really, maybe they are realizing it. I don't know if they are or not, but it's basically the first scene of Camp Bloodbath that's happening, Mm -hmm. but in real life for them. And I think Duncan's kind of the only one who realizes it. Yeah. Because the van pulls up like right in front of them standing at the side of the dirt road. And the girl in the passenger seat, Tina, who's the typical ditzy, you know, slutty girl in these movies, pops her body, like half her body out the window. And she's like, do you guys know the way to Camp Bluefinch? And they're all just staring at her. And Duncan's like, Tina? And just stares at her. And she's like, yeah. And they say nothing. And she well, goes, great. his mouth because he's like, yeah. uh, I don't. Oh. How do oh. I should have said that. Like, he- right. <laughs> they say nothing to her. And she goes, great. And they like take off and they leave. So they start walking, like trying to figure out how to get the hell out of there and go home. We see on the screen, 92 minutes later, yes. and then we hear the same, what's it like, hell, Mickey, you're so fine, yeah. you're so fine, you blow my mind, hey, Mickey. Mickey. Hey, Mickey. <laughs> we hear it playing in the background, and they hear it playing, they look down the road again, and they see the yellow VW bus coming back. Yes. They're like, what in the actual fuck, this just happened? Again, the van pulls up in front of them, Tina sticks half her body out the window, <laughs> hey, do you guys know the way to Camp Bluefinch? Chris points down the road and they're like, great. And the bus takes off. Yes. <laughs> so Gertie's like, we're not dead. We're insane. Oh, right. yeah. They're thinking they're crazy at this point. Well, because they don't know where the fuck they are. Yeah. And he's like, well, we're definitely not in the valley anymore. <laughs> so Duncan, who knows this movie religiously, he was the one like trying to get Max to come to the theater. Yes. He sets his stopwatch on his phone. He has like this weird timer. I don't know. Smartwatch, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. He sets it on his on his watch, and we see another 92 minutes go by, and they're sitting on the side of the road waiting, and we hear the song again. Uh-huh. And there's the bus. There's the bus again. Like, uh, okay. Now we're starting to see, well, they're starting to see what's happening. Yeah, well, so Tina asks, you know, again, for the third time, how to, you know, their way to the camp. This time, Duncan says that, you know, they're all counselors, and he could show them the way if they would just give him a ride. And Tina's like, uh-huh. yeah. Come on in. Hop in the van. Okay. (laughs) 
On the ride, Kurt, one of the movie characters, mm-hmm. asks where Adam Devine. Fine, whatever. It's, it's fine. I really like him. I don't. <laughs> he's so I, funny. What was he in? Uh, well, he's from Workaholics originally. He's in uh, Pitch Perfect. I don't know. He's I've been seen in a movies. bunch of stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I know he's mm-hmm. been in a bunch of stuff. Anyway, so he's one of the movie characters. He asks where their suitcases are because their <laughs> clothes are disgusting. Um, and then he asks, he proceeds to ask them if they're poor. And I said, Kurt, that is he. But through the entire movie, like he is this character. Like he is this oh, yeah. douchebag. Over the top. Yeah. Awful comments. He's wearing a shirt that's cut off and his midriff is sticking out. Like he's just all sorts okay. of a hot mess. Yeah. Vicky's like, yeah, a comment coming from a guy who's wearing a crop top. <laughs> right. Vicky, yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kurt tells someone to wake up Sleeping Beauty in the back, which is Max's mom. We know this from the movie. So Max, she like, everybody else knows that, you know, this is her mom. Like her mom is in the back, but I don't think they realized it or paid attention when they got in. Because these are scenes that are playing from the movie. Like they are in the movie as the scenes are happening. So it hasn't adjusted to them being there. So like in the movie, in the trailer, we saw Kurt go, can someone wake up Stephen Beauty back there? And then we see Nancy from the back. I don't know why she was in the trunk. No idea. (laughs) Not a fucking clue. There's only three of them in this van. Whatever. She like wakes up like some beauty and just stretches and says hi to everybody. So we know that that's coming. Yeah. And then they all start like slow-mo turning to the back and Nancy like pops up, Ugh. slow motion stretches and Max looks at her and her eyes got all welled up. Oh and, my ugh. God. Yeah. And, and um, Nancy, oh my God. so the problem is, is I call her Amanda through the entire movie, whether I mm. talk about, I don't know. Her name is Amanda and mine. That's how I, I learned how her name is. That's what her name is. Well, her character name is Amanda, but then the character in the movie is Nancy. So she's got two names, which is extra confusing. <sighs> I'm calling her Amanda. So anyway, <laughs> she she looks directly at Max when Max mm-hmm. turns around. And she's like, oh, hi, what's your name? Mm-hmm. And Max is just bes- completely beside herself. Poor and then girl. Amanda thinks she's sad because this is her first time away from home as a counselor. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's okay. Don't Don't worry about it. She says it's hard when you miss your parents. Oh, stop. (laughs) It's so cute. So they get to Camp Bluefinch and everyone piles out. Duncan Mm. makes the realization that they are in this movie. Okay, so we're in the movie. Kind of finally. I think he's he's like, we're actually here. This is like a seat, like really, we're really in the movie. Yeah, because one of the other counselors, who we don't meet her, it doesn't matter, she walks by with this basket and she asks if anybody wants to go with her to pick strawberries. Yeah. So they know that this is like the next scene, what's happening in the movie. So he knows the movie is still playing out from where, just because they're in it, the movie's still playing out how it's supposed to. So he knows, all right, this is legit right now. Yeah. <laughs> Max turns to him and she's like, how do we get out of here? Like, mm-hmm. that's my main concern. Yeah. Okay. You're telling me we're in the movie. How do we get out? Right. So they decide that they're going to go take the yellow van and they're just going to leave. Like they're going to try mm-hmm. to just drive away. Vicky and Duncan go over to Kurt and ask to borrow the van. So he asks what he's going to get in return for this. Uh-huh. And Vicky says that, you know, Duncan is just going to kick his ass. Like he's, she just wants the keys or Duncan's going to kick his ass. Kurt mm-hmm. turns and laughs hysterically looking at Duncan and ends up throwing the keys like behind him. Like this, into the woods. Into this, yeah. Yeah, into this field, into the woods. And he, you have to go find them if you want them. And I'm like, you're such a douchebag. Uh-huh. So as this is going on, Max sees her mother putting up some camp information on a board. So she goes over to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Amanda says that 
Kurt says that he wants to do it later with her. <laughs> and Max tells her that having sex could kill her. So she should <laughs> stay away from him. And Amanda says she can't be a virgin forever. And Chris, you know, comes to pull Max away mm-hmm. as they're having this conversation because he needs her to help find those keys with everybody else. Sure. So Max parting words to her mother, which was fantastic, was to stay away from Kurt and to keep her shorts on. <laughs> I mean. Well, Duncan is saying, like, as he's talking about the movie, that anybody in these movies who have sex dies. Yes. Well, of course, of course, Max is trying to save her mom. So she's trying to convince her not to have sex with Kurt right. the, whole t- the whole movie. <laughs> Max and Chris walk away. The four mm-hmm. camp counselors that are there get together. And Amanda is holding this clipboard and kind of flips through it and notices that none of the other's names of the other quote unquote counselors Uh are not on her her paperwork. You know, none of them are on the counselor's roster. Where did they come from? Uh Uh-huh. So now we have another movie character who is walking through the woods. What was her name? Oh, that- I don't think she has one. It's the girl who was picking strawberries. I don't know what her name was. Okay, so, because I don't have her name. I just have another movie character. So she's walking through the woods with her basket looking for strawberries, which is weird because they're full sun plants no. and they have to have full sun to grow strawberries. Why would but- they be in the woods? Okay. Okay. Anyways, so uh, walking through the woods, when a random man with a backpack just shows up. Yeah. The friends are all trying to still find these keys in this very bright field thing, which I don't know how he, <laughs> how Kurt threw the keys that far. And they couldn't find it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So Chris thinks that they need to go. So, mm-hmm. But Duncan says that they just need to let the movie play out. We don't need to right. disturb them. Like, just, They're just observers. Just They're observers. like an audience still. Yeah. Right, right. So as the two movie characters are making out, we hear the ch 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 starts echoing and killer billy comes out with his machete Mm -hmm. he ends up killing both of them and then the friends begin to run like run away but duncan tells them billy won't hurt them because they're not really in the movie and he doesn't know what to do with them no yeah i'm like okay is that a thing because i don't think that's a thing yeah, because Billy sees them. They see Billy. They heard the whole ch ch ah, 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 Like, they heard that sound effect. And Billy's just standing there staring at them. And Duncan has his back to Billy. He's trying to take a selfie with Billy behind him. He was, like, saying that the movie made these murders so realistic because yeah. it's probably just a bunch of corn syrup. I wonder if all this blood is just corn syrup, you know? Like, these characters are walking around with just corn syrup in their veins, you know? Let's get a shot here. Oh, Oh, God. Oh. No, that is, um, that is not corn syrup. That is, oh, God, that's blood. All of them, all of them begin, like, gagging when he starts, mm-hmm. like, getting his, he makes his face. It's horrible. Duncan is, like, describing the entire movie basically to their friends. Like, okay, well, this is what happens. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, the killer's right behind you. So <laughs> even if he doesn't know who you are, you're telling him every move that's going to happen. But fine. He's like, this person dies. This fine. He doesn't know what to do with this. He has not a big deal. He's taking selfies. So Billy, like, approaches Duncan. Duncan freaks out a bit, as he should, because he's got a creepy, weird, like, wooden-looking mask. Yeah. And then Billy just walks away. <laughs> and then Duncan says that he thought he was going to piss himself. And Gertie's like, no, you literally did. So, <laughs> cool. And then out of nowhere, this machete comes flying out of nowhere and, like, hits Duncan right in the side. 
And he like hits the ground. Now their friends freak the fuck out, yelling and run away. <laughs> they just leave his ass there. They don't even check on him. <laughs> you okay, Duncan? No. Should we should we walk it off? It's, you okay? No. No. Bye. They left his ass. <laughs> and they completely left his ass there. <laughs> Take it off, buddy. You're okay. They keep running. So they're running, mm-hmm. but they keep passing by was it tina and blake was tina and blake yeah because they're trying to leave like they're trying, trying to run, run down the yeah. road but they're in this weird loop wait where are you going you're gonna miss a slumber party you came back yay <gasps> what is happening <laughs> wait where are you going you're gonna miss a slumber party you came back yay oh my god And it happens like three times where they like leave and come back, leave and come back because they can't leave the movie. Right. Max comes to realization that the movie won't let them leave. So the next scene, we hop inside the camp, I guess, cabin, whatever. And the counselors are singing Kumbaya. Yes. And then we see them all singing and happy. And then it pans to their friends who have this like terrified look on their face. Like what in the actual (laughs) fuck do we do now? at this point they need to get out and they don't know how to get out like they're right and they just saw duncan they assumed got murdered god like well we didn't think that was gonna happen Uh, so just then the badass of the movie paula Mm. shows up in her black leather smoking a cigarette sure is she's a badass she she is a badass i like her Mm. so inside the friends devise this plan that each of them is going to stay with one of the counselors that's there to make sure that their clothes don't come off They can protect Mm -hmm. them, you know, as far as the scenes that are coming up. Buddy system. Yes, because all of them know that once they start getting freaky, they are going to die. So they Mm -hmm. got to keep them straight. (laughs) So Chris is with Kurt and Kurt. Mm -hmm. So we see the interactions, this next like scene. We see the interactions between who's coupled up now. Who's counselor and, you know, real life people are together. So we have Chris and Kurt are together. Mm-hmm. So Kurt talks about motorboating girls' boobs in this magazine <laughs> that he's looking at. I'm like, he's such a freaking perv. Uh-huh. And then we see Gertie, who is with Blake, and Blake uh-huh. asks her about the pen that she's wearing. She says it's They're from- hitting it off. They mm-hmm. are. But she says that she's wearing the pen that she got from a prison pen pal convention. Can we, <laughs> can we talk about that real quick? She- it needs to be unpacked a little bit. Yeah. How is that a convention that you go to? Like, how is that a popular thing? There's got to be like one table, right? One booth at this whole convention. I don't know. I don't know how this works. Gertie, I need more information. <laughs> you can just leave that kind of bomb and just walk away from it like, and not give us any more information. Oh like, my God. What? I just, that, I, that's not a thing. It's, uh-uh. Gertie, are you making that shit up because you're too good of a girl <laughs> to be doing that? Anyways, so Vicky is with Tina and Tina thinks that Vicky's phone is like this cassette tape so she, without <laughs> holes. So she right. tries to like put it in the cassette player. Cassette player, uh and then she asks if she can take one of her pills that are in the pill bottle that she's got, which is Vicky's Adderall pills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's like, no, you can't have those. Give me my phone back. Like, stop. <laughs> so now we jump back with Kurt and Chris. And Kurt crudely asks if Chris and Max are having sex because he just he wants to bang her. Right. So Chris grabs him by the neck and basically tells him to stay away from her. Like, right. And he will not tolerate him talking about any of the girls like that. Like, good for you, buddy. Oh, my God. Thank you, Chris. 
So Vicky goes to talk to Paula now as Paula is making this big bowl of hunch punch, it looks like, of some sort. Yeah, some Lots of liver. Uh-huh. Vicky asks, you know, where they keep the chainsaws there. And Paula's <laughs> like, why would we need a chainsaw at a slumber party? Like, why Why would we need to know that? Sure. Well, you know, I just, I think it's important. And she just blabs. Why not? Safety first, whatever. Right. So Max goes into one of the cabins and we hear, ch 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 she knows this part of the movie and runs up the stairs to find her mom because she knows we've seen this scene before where her mom is about to have sex with Kurt. Yep. So Max runs into the bedroom and tells her that she needs to get dressed. Uh And she goes over because she's, you know, Amanda's like covering herself. She's like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Uh I'm supposed to have sex with Kurt. So (laughs) Max goes over to the bed, sits down on the edge of the bed with her. And Amanda says that Max must think that she is a complete zero, which is the same thing that she told Max when they were in the car together before in the car accident. Mm. That's so sad. So you can see the trigger for Max. Uh-huh. Yeah. Amanda says that she just wants to feel special. And Max says that she is special. And Amanda looks at her and asks, you know, like who she is, like, why is she being so nice to her? Mm-hmm. And before she can answer, Kurt busts Freaking Kurt walks in. And he's so gross. He walks in and he thinks he's getting uh, two for the price of one. Two for the price of one. You babes just couldn't wait, could ya? Oh my God. He starts unzipping his pants as he's saying this. I'm like, yes, And he's like uh, weirdly dancing. I'm like, stop. Put it back in your pants. Oh my God. Yeah, because he starts, he starts like moving his hips in a circle and he's Uh like, too late. The genie's already out of the bottle. Make a wish. And I'm like, Kurt, Kurt, no, dude. Anyways, so downstairs, Gertie is standing in the living room when Chris comes to the door. Mm-hmm. We hear the <laughs> He asks where Max is, then runs upstairs. Uh-huh. It's because he knows the movie as well. So right. he runs up there. He knows sex is about to happen if we hear that noise. <laughs> Exactly. From where? We don't know. What would happen in real life if sex is about to happen? You hear, ch, 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 ah, ah, ah. like, wait a second. I know. Wait Where's a second. Having sex? It's not me in my house. Who could it be? <laughs> the lizard's on the back porch. Anyways. <laughs> so Gertie backs up to this window as Chris bolts up the stairs. And uh-huh. then we see Billy outside. Of the course. Window. Of course. Chris busts through the bedroom door to find Kurt with his pants pulled to his knees Mm -hmm. with his pink underwear. His pink, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Then we hear screaming downstairs. So everyone runs to the living room. Gertie looks at Max and tells her that she needs to tell them about Billy. And Amanda, she's like, don't worry about that. He's just Uh a legend. Tina loves legends. (gasps) Oh, I love legends. Loch Ness, Bigfoot. Bon Jovi, all of them. Oh my God, Tina! <laughs> I all I can Tina. hear, I, whenever whenever I hear the name Tina, I'm like Tina. <laughs> well, it's so funny that you say that because I said the same thing to my husband when I was watching the movie. I'm like Tina the Tina. whole time. One of my fun facts actually has to do with that because the guy who created this movie took the name Nancy and Tina from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, I didn't think about Nancy. Me neither. I was like, oh, yeah, Tina. Tina. 
Oh my God. I, every time I hear the name Tina, I think of you saying it like that. Me, I, It's in my head permanently like that too now. 100%. Anybody's name that's Tina, it's fucked for you. <laughs> so then Amanda and the rest of the counselors in unison go to sit down in the living room together. Oh, it's very choreographed. And then they slowly sit down at the same oh, yeah. time. All at the same time. And the friends are standing nearby this as Nancy is telling the story of the legend of Billy Murphy. And then we see what looks like these icicles coming down from the ceiling. And they're like, what the fuck is that? The screens are turning black and white. They're now part of a flashback. And now they are in a flashback from the 1950, whatever, 50s or something. I can't. I call them large water stalactites. Good for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Stalactites, not stalagmites. Stalagmites, stalactites. (laughs) So now the whole crew... Is in a black and white scene. Not the whole crew. Like the friends who are not supposed to be the movie are in this whole black and white scene. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? Gertie thinks she's having a stroke because she can't see color now. <laughs> but now they are like front row seat to the whole what happened to Billy Murphy, right? Oh, in the summer of 1957. Basically, he was at the camp. There's these camp counselors who are a bunch of asshole kids. They're picking on poor Billy Murphy. He yes. runs into the outhouse to hide from them and won't come out, which I'm like, gross, stinky, fine, whatever. <laughs> One of the counselors is like, I know how to get him out of here and takes a whole thing of like these firecrackers, lights it, throws it into the wooden outhouse and it's like exploding and popping. And this poor kid is yelling. He runs and he gets burned all over his face. I think it's like third degree burns that he gets from them throwing yeah. these freaking firecrackers in the outhouse. He runs out of the outhouse screaming. I feel so bad for him in this instance. Right? Hmm. I know. So when he ran away from this outhouse, he ended up running to... This other part of the camp that people... Like this other yeah. room cabin thing on the other side of camp. Yeah, we don't starts- really see that. We don't really see that at this point. I don't right. think. We see him making a mask to cover his burned face. Like he's he's woodworking. He's woodworking himself, whittling... A mask. It looks for like his face. It looks like a what are they called? Where like um, like a totem pole? A totem pole. I couldn't yeah. think of the word. Your hand gesture. Totem pole. <laughs> With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. think if you've got like fresh burns on your face having something like wood on it would probably not feel so hot lots of chafing right real scratchy real right? splintery because you know he didn't treat that wood you know oh. he didn't put anything on it no. it's splintery 100 yeah, of, course, of course it is 
and it looks heavy. It was like more like leather strap on the back. Like, I don't know how he has it stuck to his head permanently. Like it looks like it would be hot. Like I just it's heavy and hot and very yeah. cumbersome. And then if you're sweating, it's gonna like soak it in. It's just oh, gross. It's that's real gross. gross. But then it mold. also says that Billy basically made it like his vengeance, I guess, to like kill these camp counselors. Not just the ones who firecrackered him. Basically right. any camp counselor, because it's like, you know, uh Friday thirteenth. Fine. So there's this one scene where the friends are now in this like bunk cabin where we see Billy come with a machete and he starts killing these counselors who are sleeping in their bunks. Yeah. And Gertie gets splashed with blood like on her face, front row seat. And then when the flashback is like winding down and starts turning into color, the whole time Nancy's like narrating the story for us. We're back in the middle of this cabin in color. The counselors turn to their friends and Gertie is still covered in blood <laughs> from getting like machete like nearby. Uh, of course, they freak the fuck out. Like, how the fuck are you covered in blood? Nothing happened. No, you were standing here the entire time. Like, yes. I don't know how you got blood. Well, they they freak out and they run of out of the cabin, which of course. I probably would too. Max tries to explain that, you know, no one is going to be able to leave until Billy is dead. Right. We know that, you know, in this movie, the last, the final girl mm -hmm. has to kill Billy and then the credits roll and the movie's done. Like, and they allegedly, Paula is the final girl. So the actual movie, before they hopped into the movie, Duncan tells us that before he gets macheted, that Paula is the final girl. She's the one at the end of the actual movie that kills Billy. Yes. So at this point, they're trying to calm down like Blake and Tina and Nancy to be like, listen, we're trying to help you. We got to get rid of Billy, whatever, whatever. Kurt and Paula hop into Paula's car and she's like <laughs> speeding the fuck out of camp. Duncan comes out of nowhere and he's like, hey, guys, I'm not dead yet. OK, but he is because Paula hits him with her car. Yeah, poor guy. And then Paula hits an actual totem pole, weirdly enough. Yeah, right. Kurt goes flying out the windshield, basically bends in half. He dead. And they're all like, holy shit, Paula can't die because she's the final girl. Okay, the yeah. car explodes. <laughs> it's on fire. And they're like, well, what the fuck now? Paula's dead. And she's supposed to be the final girl who kills Billy. Right. <laughs> oh, my God, a mess. After she stomps away, Amanda asks Max, you know, what she you know, was talking about that this was a movie that they were in mm -hmm. because she's, she's actually, I think she's really smart in regards to, she listens to people and kind of is very interactive with them. Sure. So back in the cabin, they're sitting in the living room and we're just explaining that this is a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Tina asks why she has to wear <laughs> a life vest and has oven mitts duct taped to her hands. <laughs> I love everything about it. Right. I mean, the whole visual is freaking fantastic. Uh-huh. So Chris says that, you know, she's supposed to be doing a strip tease later in the movie. And when she takes off her top, Billy comes running. So they uh -huh. have to prevent her from taking off her top until it's <laughs> until it's time. So Amanda recaps that Paula was supposed to be the final girl standing and now she's dead. Mm -hmm. So Vicky says, you know, that's correct. That's why we need to nominate a new final girl and she will gladly be the one that does it. Oh, how nice of her to volunteer to be so the nice. one survivor at the end of the movie. That's so nice of her. Isn't it? Yeah, but, but it can't be her because no. Chris reminds her that she's not a virgin. <laughs> she's like, well, kind of, kind of. <laughs> no, Vicky, you either are or you aren't. You're not you a virgin, Vicky. We know you're not. <laughs> we we'll are trying to fool. 
So Vicky asks, you know, why it matters. There, it, it just does because it's part of the movie. Gertie says that it does matter. And Max is the only true version that's there. <laughs> and Max is like, Gertie, you're a virgin too. She's like, well, do you remember last summer? And she's talking about, I'm like, oh, Gertie, good for you. I also thought it was weird that if they're like best friends, how did Max not know that Gertie lost her virginity last summer? I don't know. Girls talk about that shit. They do. In way more detail than probably should happen or make and anybody. And like finding out a year later? Right. Get out of here. So you, you would have been like. How close of friends are you two? You're dead to me. And you took a year to tell me this? Go fuck off. There could have been a whole nother scene here. <laughs> I can't. So they decide based on what Duncan said earlier that they will need to get the machete away from Billy mm-hmm. because Paula was supposed to get the machete away. From- and like stab him in the face. Yeah. And Max will, you know, need to chop his head off Uh to go home. So Max says that she's not going to be able to do that. And then Amanda stands up and says that she is still a virgin and she will do it. Mm -hmm. So in Vicky's very insensitive self tells Amanda that she can't do it. She's Mm -hmm. just the shy girl with the clipboard and a guitar. She gets laid and then she dies. That's her. That's what she does. She's just part of the body count is what she says. That's so horrible. It's awful. Well, of course she gets upset and like storms out of the cabin. Yeah. So then Max chases after her and they're having another very sweet moment Mm -hmm. sitting under a tree together, talking back and forth. Very sweet. Whatever. Yes. So Nancy slash Amanda asks Max. What do we do now? We fight. We do fight. Uh Uh-huh. So now we're having a meeting in the cabin and Chris rolls out this gigantic chalkboard. And I said, where the fuck did that come from? There's no way they had this readily available of this like giant chalkboard when he like flipped it over as if it was like a freaking football game. And he's like, I call it Operation Booby Trap. And Tina's the bait. And I'm like, cue fucking montage music. Cause now they're like collecting arrows, collecting antlers or doing all this shit for like booby traps. They get to work. They sure do. Quite the hustle. We only got a 92-minute movie, guys. Let's get this going. I know. They got shit to do. (laughs) So after everything is in place and where it needs to be, I guess, Mm -hmm. with the plan, we see Max, Gertie, and Vicky standing on this dock at the lake. Mm Mm-hmm. Vicky ends up starting to cry and apologizes to Gertie for being mean to her over the years because she knows she's going to die at this point. So she might as well go ahead and make amends with everybody. Sure. And then she tells Max that, you know, she shut down when her mom had died. She completely cut her out of her life and she misses their friendship. And they all kind of like hug it out, like all Mm -hmm. three of them. Mm-hmm. So the three of them go back in the cabin and stop Tina from, you know, untaping her mitts that she's trying to do and uh-huh. remind her that she can't take her clothes off until they tell her to. Not yet, Tina. Not yet, Tina. <laughs> Chris comes in and says that it's almost time and does a well check on Max, make sure she's doing okay. Mm-hmm. Then they all walk out and we see Tina pull the Adderall pill bottle out oh, of her boy. pocket. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, God, this isn't going to be good. (laughs) Like, Tina, these aren't going to be Tic Tacs for you, girl. Just don't do it. Mm -mm. Max and her mom are having this conversation in one of the cabins. And Amanda says that her parents must be worried about her. And Max says that she didn't know her dad. 
Her mom was away, but her mom never knew how awesome she was. Like she was really talking her up. And then Amanda gives Max this friendship bracelet that she was wearing so Mm. that she doesn't forget her. It's so sweet. That's so sweet. Mm. Max comes up with a theory now that maybe Amanda can just come home with her. Yeah. If If she doesn't die in the movie, then she can go back to real life with Max. Mm-hmm. And Amanda's a little freaked out. She's like, I like where you're going with this, but I don't think this is like a real thing, but I'm excited about it. Max tells her, you know, just think about it. Don't don't get stressed out. Just think about it. Sure. You know, because because she can be whoever she wants to be if she comes back with her. Not the shy girl with the guitar. And Amanda's really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Gertie, Chris, and Vicky call to Max from the outside and say, you know, from, I guess, below. Because uh-huh. they're kind of high up on stilts. Yeah. And say that they have a little bit of a situation going on. They got liabilities what they got. Oh, my God. It's Tina. Dude, Tina. <laughs> so the next scene, we see Tina, who is literally bouncing off the walls with energy because of the so Adderall. funny. She's losing her damn mind. I... This is hysterical. I mean, uh-huh. I love this part of the movie. She's like literally jittery. She can't stop moving. Mm-hmm. They ask her how many she took. And she says three or 10 or 30. 30. <laughs> and I had three. No, 10. Oh, 30. It was 30. <laughs> Vicky says that, you know, she she can't stick with the plan. But she's like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. I can still do it. I can do it. Uh-huh. As a fly buzzes past her face and she like follows it with her head. Like, oh, okay. (laughs) God, it was hysterical. So everyone gets in their places and Chris says that it's time to unleash the beast. (laughs) All right then, Nancy. Unleash the beast. So Amanda starts the rock and roll music. I love that the beast is Tina because once the music starts, Tina hops right in. So like they have the front door open of this cabin. Tina just hops right in. Starts doing this strip tease, which also involves her taking the duct tape off of her, like, oven mitts and, like, stripping <laughs> the oven mitts on a life jacket off. And she's dancing and dancing. Nothing's happening yet. She's rolling on the floor. Nothing's happening yet. The second she lifts her bikini top, flashes some nip, here comes Billy. <laughs> he comes running. Has anybody ever thought that, like, maybe Billy just wants, like, human contact and affection? Maybe he just wants to, like, you know, see some boobies. I don't know. I mean... I mean, who, I'm not here to judge him. I mean, killing people, that's one thing. His tactic you know, and strategy is not the best, I would say. It's not no. not a good idea. But maybe no. he's just lonely. I don't know. Has anybody tried talking to him? Have we tried <laughs> using our words? No, we don't We don't use words apparently now. Apparently not. Know. When I saw Tina doing that strip tease, I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, oh my God, the girl's going to pull something. But like She had some moves, a, though. She was, was a lot of gyration happening. It was, she was killing it. Killing it. <laughs> well, so, okay. So now Billy starts coming towards her. Uh-huh. Tina starts freaking out <laughs> as he gets closer to her. She ends up walking backwards and they're like, don't walk backwards. Just stay where you're at. Uh-huh. He ends up tripping over the trip wire that they had put for Billy. Yeah. Then she quickly gets trapped in this very large bear trap that they had put out in the middle of the living room. She lands face first in it. And I'm like, where the well, fuck do you get a bear trap? I don't, in that bit, that was huge. It was That's huge. like a polar bear. What the hell? <laughs> it's unreal. It was unreal, but it was, it was quick. She died very quickly. Uh-huh. They had another plan as well, which is to hit Billy with a bunch of 
like antlers that they had on the back of the door. Yeah. Him. When he comes into the cabin, they close the door and they drop something that swings from the ceiling and hits him in the gut that he flies backwards into the door. Okay. So that he's, he's stuck on the antlers. So then from there, Blake has to go get the machete out of his hands. But of course he's not dead yet. No, of we course he's like not. a half hour left in the movie. <laughs> so he's like, yeah. And he stabs Blake. With the machete he was holding in his hand. And I'm like, how the fuck is this guy able to just like eh, wiggle off of the antlers that are on the door? I don't. It's like tits with a scratch and just like nothing. Because he's human. He's not not human. That's so true. I don't know yeah. how he didn't scream with pain or anything like that. No. He's fine. Mm-mm. Okay. So everybody runs to the kitchen now. Mm-hmm. They start shooting him with flaming arrows into the chest. It doesn't he's stop me either. He's got some kind of chest thing he's on, He's got to have right? a, like a sort of a vest on, like a bulletproof vest, because it's the arrows are sticking to him, but it's not stopping him. No, it's, it's not. It's not catching him on fire either, so I don't... No. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So now everybody runs upstairs, because... Of course. We, that's of what course. we do in Scary We're in a horror movie, of course. In 1980. So Billy ends up pushing a bookcase over on Gertie and Vicky who are standing there. Yeah, because they're supposed to pull another cable that's supposed to release this like bucket. And I guess we'll see if like lighter fluid is my guess. Yeah. It's supposed to land on Billy because he's covered in all these like flaming arrows and he's supposed to like engulf in flames. But of course, the wire, they're pulling it, nothing's happening. Nope, it does not. So Nancy, Max, and Chris are trying to escape out the window while the other two are trying to pull this cable. Doesn't work. He drops the bookcase on them. And then he takes his machete and he's like, yeah. And he stabs poor Gertie with it <laughs> through the bookcase. Poor Max is watching all this too. I know. And, and Vicky's telling Max, just go. Like, don't worry about us. Just go and save yeah. yourself. So her and Chris go out the window. Then Vicky pulls. We see Vicky still in the in the room. She actually pulls the cord now. The gas mm-hmm. that's in this bucket that's hanging from the ceiling actually dumps on Billy and blows up the entire room. Of course. Okay. Yeah. So. (laughs) Still doesn't stop Billy though. No, it doesn't. So then we see flaming Billy flying, literally flying out of the window. In slow-mo. In in slow-mo. Yes. Everybody's in slow-mo. Chris, Nancy, Max, they're like, what's happening? We're in (laughs) slow-mo. What? And even when Billy lands and they get up and Billy's chasing them, they're all still in slow-mo. Yes. Like, whoa, <laughs> run away. They end up running and falling into a ditch. And then yeah. Max tells Amanda to tell the story quickly of when Billy was a little boy. And yeah, then flashback, the, flashback. And then the flashback comes and Billy is hit by a car in the flashback <laughs> scene and drops his machete. Uh-huh. Because now all of these characters are in this flashback. So we have old Billy and we have young Billy yep. in the same flashback now. Mm-hmm. So it continues and we see Billy with the firecrackers in the outhouse. Young Billy ends up running out into the woods, just like the normal movie. Right. Max, Amanda, and Chris chase after him because they want to find out where he's going. When they get to like this old house that's in the in these woods, Amanda doesn't recognize this part of the camp or where mm-hmm. this cabin is that Billy is running into. Then they see Big Billy coming up from behind them. Which we should probably say that Max took the machete. Yes, she Max the machete, took the machete. Yes, and now like adult Billy has like this little dagger knife, small thing. Now they're like, where is he hiding? It Whatever. looks like he a- has a. It looks yeah, like a yeah. paring knife. <laughs> it's really it does. little. 
I guess all that matters is that it's sharp. But yes. <laughs> I mean, I you know what? It's not the size of it. It's what you can do with it. <laughs> it's all about how you use it. That's, huh? that's right, girl. <laughs> so Amanda tells another part of the story that gets them back to their reality. Yeah. And... So it's like speed up to the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we need to get, we don't want to die. So Big Billy ends up coming back with them and stabs Chris in the gut. With the paring knife. With yeah. the paring. Right. <laughs> Only a couple of inches, but okay. So then we see Billy, you know, was carrying Amanda away. Yeah. It starts to storm now. Max helps Chris into a church. She's about to leave to go find her mother. When she gets Chris all, I guess, comfortable, as comfortable as he's going to get. Situated, yeah, I guess. Basically leaned up against a wall. <laughs> so Chris tells her that, you know, her mother is dead. This isn't real. real. She yep. is not real. And Max is like, I, you know, I can't believe that. This is, mm-hmm. I, I see her like she's here. So Chris yeah, says. It's so hard not to like. I know. It would be hard. Try to fight for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be hard to like decipher reality in my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. Chris says that he doesn't want to die alone. Wants her to stay. Mm-hmm. She says that no one else is going to die here. She stands up and says that she knows where Billy has taken her. And then she uh-huh. walks out of the church. Sure does. So now she goes to this old dilapidated cabin that they saw young Billy go into earlier. Mm -hmm. A door just creaks open by itself. It's very weird. And she like, where the fuck did she get that lantern from? She's all of a sudden like holding a lantern. (laughs) And it's like part of this cabin is like glowing red. And this like sketchy ass door opens. And she's like, oh, I should probably go into this sketchy ass room where this door fucking opened. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) So she goes in there. And sees all the dead people that Billy has killed. And I'm thinking, like, when did he ever go back and, like, collect these bodies? Because if, like, all the friends he killed, the other camp counselors, he has them all just, like, hanging out in this room. What happens when the kids show up? I don't know. Okay. Just tie it out. I don't know. But they're all in this room. And then she finds her mom. Her mom's tied up. And as she's untying her mom, of course we see Billy, like, in the background here. And then, like, the lightning flashes (laughs) and he's gone. Uh Uh-huh. And then he's here. The lightning flashes and he's gone. So Nancy and her are like trying to like get her untied. Fucking Billy shows up. And now they're trying to fight Billy off, which Billy is actually kicking both of their asses. Uh, he's quick. He's a quick faster. Throwing them. Yeah. She's like hitting a wall. I don't know how this bitch bounced back because, I mean, she did bounce because they're into a wall. But <laughs> she was like got back up and fighting him. I would have just been like, I'll just, I'm just going to lay here. Like, <laughs> exactly. I'm just... I'm just going to lay here for a while, let my bones heal. I can't do this whole, like, throwing me across the room kind of thing. I'm just going to chill right here. Right. It's fine. I mean, I think that's fine, right? I I don't know how. How they don't. But whatever. But Max gets stabbed in the gut because she does drop her machete. Yeah. Of course, because he threw her a bunch. She hit the ground. She gets stabbed in the gut. And then Nancy grabs the machete and stabs Billy, I think like in the chest and he like hits the ground, but we know he's not dead. No, he's not. Because they never do the like finish it off kind of stab. They never do it. No. And it makes me fucking crazy every time. Again, we have cliches here. So every time. Well, they have to fulfill it in this movie since it's a comedy. (laughs) So Nancy helps Max go back to the chapel where Chris is. Yes. And they have another heartfelt Mm. moment. And this is where I have in my notes. I'm not crying. You're crying. Amanda says that she can't be the final girl. Mm-hmm. Max is supposed to be the final she girl. She has to be. Mm. Max tells her, you know, that she is her mother. She can't go back without her. She can't lose her again. Oh. Like, it's just... Mm. Cue the waterworks. It's too much. Max. It's so mm-hmm. sad. 
Amanda says that, you know, she's not lost. Max has to let her go. Like mm-hmm. she just has to, it's kind of th- this part to me, it was kind of a mix between reality and this movie. Like it, there was a lot of, I don't know. Overlap. It mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm, it was sweet. And she tells Max that she can always find her. She knows where to find her in the movie. Yeah. She can always go back and find her there. So sweet. And then mm-hmm. as Amanda walks away, she tells her that, you know, she loves her she says mm. that her mother, wherever she's at, knows that she loves her. It's mm. so sweet. So Nancy tells her that she is a movie star and she goes out into the rain because she's going to do a strip tease. <laughs> she starts so taking off her shirt. Lore billion. <laughs> and then their song, Betty Davis Eyes, is playing and she's dancing in the rain to it. She's got Betty Davis Eyes. She'll turn her music on you. Yeah. So sweet. It was sweet. And they're like pointing at each other or Amanda's pointing at her. It was cute. Mm, You know, she's watching her and we see Billy come from behind the woods, like creeping up on Nancy. And of course we see Billy stab Nancy in the back. Yeah. Mm. And then Max kind of like passes out and then she quickly wakes back up. She gets like recharged. Like she gets an extra life. Like, level up. (laughs) Now she's like got this machete and she's spinning it around her hand like she doesn't have the fuck to do with it. Yeah. Like, okay, power nap, I guess. Good for you, girl. I mean, she like directly picks up the machete, walks out Mm -hmm. straight at Billy. They have this battle. I don't know if he's got like a pipe or something in his hand, like a metal pipe. She says, You just fucked with the wrong virgin. And then I said, cue sword fight. (laughs) Because they are like full on sword fighting. Yeah. Like she got moves. He goes to like throw this dagger at her and like Matrix style, she like, whoa, backwards and his <laughs> dagger like flies over her. Like, whoa. <laughs> oh my God, that was hysterical. She ends up slicing his head off just like, like she's the final to. girl was supposed to. Sure. It's daylight now. The credits mm-hmm. of the movie start scrolling in the sky. Yeah, and she sees him. She sees him, yeah. We all see it. <laughs> Chris comes out, they hug, they have their first kiss. It's very mm-hmm. sweet. And then a movie then starts like whirling around them like a, it was like a. Like, the, like a real you know, like yeah. making noise, yeah. Like this time traveling sound now. Hold on tight! Then we see Max wake up in a hospital bed next to Chris and she opens the hospital curtain because she hears voices on the other side of this curtain. Yeah. We talking see, about pudding. Talking, talking a lot right. about pudding. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she sees Duncan, Gertie and Vicky sitting there talking uh-huh. and laughing. Max asked, you know, if this was a dream and Duncan says no. And he lifts his gown and we see like this knife wound in his side. <laughs> Max notices You know, as they're kind of chatting back and forth, Max notices the bracelet that her mom had given her in the movie is still on her Mm. wrist. Mm. And then we hear the... (sighs) They look out of the hospital room door and we see a nurse and a doctor like making out in a... Alerting pretty hard. In an empty hospital, which is weird. Yeah, everything's always empty. I never understand why this, how this happens in movies. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. So then we see the title of Camp Bloodbath 2 that we had almost forgotten about. Uh Uh-huh. 
as Billy comes diving through a fucking window, I'm like, well, I hope that they're on the first floor of this hospital because, and I don't know hospital, I'm never on the first floor of anything. So he's somehow diving through this glass window. Right. And we see Camp Bloodbath 2 and he has two machetes. I just, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a lot. Cause I completely forgot about Bloodbath 2. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like what's happening? And I'm like, oh uh-huh. my God, this is like a, <laughs> this is like a movie. But so, that's it. That's how it ends. That's it. Here's some fun facts. Of course I do. Yay. Okay. The film was conceived and co-written by Joshua John Miller as a way of dealing with the death of his dad, Jason Miller, who had starred as Father Karras in The Exorcist in 1973. Oh my gosh. How cool is that? That is a very genuine fun fact. Not all of them are fun. No. That one's fun. Yeah. Some of them are very lackluster. That's a really cool one. Yeah. Sometimes I have to like really like hunt for fun facts. This one had like a lot. So I had to just like kind of pick a couple. Of course. The running time of Camp Bloodbath is 92 minutes. Same length as this movie, The Final Girls. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like the little parallels. Uh-huh. Okay. The Girl Scout camp where the bulk of the film was shot didn't have a cabin large enough to accommodate the camera crane required for the elaborate booby trap sequence. So the crew had to erect it from scratch. (laughs) There wasn't money in the budget to tear it down. So the cabin was built structurally sound enough for to be utilized by the camp after filming was completed. Oh, so they built them a house. That's nice. Yeah. The Girl Scouts are like, all right, cool. Build us a cool (laughs) ass house, I guess. Whatever. (laughs) That's fine. That's cool. The song the camp counselors play after the first murder is Michael Row Your Boat Ashore, the same song the counselors are playing in the pre-credit sequence in Friday the 13th in 1980. They also are wearing similar yellow shirts. Of course they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lots of similarities there. I like that. Last one I got for you. The original version of the script, Billy Murphy was named Hatchet Face. <laughs> Not... Not the same. No, it's not Not, at all, actually. No, no, not the same vibe, but okay, (laughs) whatever. Hatchet face, okay, a little dramatic. (laughs) Do you want to hear what we're watching next week? Oh, I can't wait. I hope it's just as great as this movie was. Maybe a little (laughs) scarier, but you know, that's good. It's not going to be a comedy one. I already know that. I mean, not intentionally a comedy, I should say. Okay. Uh, It's called Wreck. Okay. Would you like to hear the IMDb synopsis for it? Sure. Okay, a television reporter and cameraman follow emergency workers into a dark apartment building and are quickly locked inside with something terrifying. Bum, bum, bum! Oh boy. Is this like a zombie thing? I don't know. know. I'm excited. We'll find out. Oh boy. All right. Couple reminders, guys. Obviously, tipsypod.com. Just live there. Find the way yeah. to support our show. Find all our social media. Find our Patreon. You want to get yourself some stemless wine glasses? Go on our website. Okay. Get some stemless wine glasses. They're made with love, packaged with love, sent out with love. And then you can drink from it with love as well. <laughs> Your drink of choice. Doesn't have to just be wine. It's fine. No, it doesn't. It can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah, cocktail, margarita, whatever. That sounds good. Yeah. And watch Wreck and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Would you like to hear the IMDB synopsis for it? DB. (laughs) (laughs) 
my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I need to record there like now. Oh, DB. Okay, next week we got it. Holy shit! Okay, my face hurts. Fucking mess. Okay.